The singularity is near. Blockchain, Longevity, quantum computing, artificial intelligence. Hey, my name is Sophie. I'm 16 year old on a mission to create the future. I'm learning a lot in this journey and I want to share it with the world. This is the 2045 podcast. Hey there, I hope you're doing amazing. In this episode, we will have a very unconventional person as a guest. Of course, this is the 2045 podcast. His name is Venkat, and in short, he is an 11-year-old who is the CEO and founder of NeuroSolutions, a biotech startup dedicated to RNA sequencing and neuromorphic computing to enable diagnosis using genetic proof. He's also very passionate about advanced transportation tech and artificial intelligence. Today, we are very excited to be talking about the life of a young innovator, as well as discussing the future of transportation. Welcome to the show, Venkat. It's a pleasure to have you. Well, thanks for having me, Anna. Great. So when a guest comes to the podcast, I really like them to describe themselves in a way that they think people would get to know them better. In this sense, the first question is, how would you define yourself? Between biotech and other interests, what are you most passionate about? Well, I think um, biotech is probably one of my main areas of passion, primarily because biotech affects every single one of us and it determines the health of every single one of us. So um, I feel like using diagnosis methods and um, treatment methods would really, um, really be really wide scale and will help us to grow as a society and lead longer lives. I love that biotech enthusiasm, Venkat. Now, when I first met you, what popped into my mind was like, this kid is working on some dope, dope projects that not even like the craziest researchers with years of experience in the field are working on. And so the first question that popped into my mind as well was like, is he gifted? And I think that a lot of people who will be listening to this episode of the 2045 podcast will ask themselves the same question. I know this can be a little hard to answer, or maybe I don't, maybe it's just as easy as yes or no. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, no, not really. I wouldn't exactly consider myself gifted, but it's really about the thought process. process it's the route that you take and it's really about your ability to think and have self-esteem to really um, help yourself achieve your goals Um, so overall I wouldn't consider myself gifted all right that's actually a very interesting answer one that I didn't expect and talking about you know education When we were having our first meeting, I also remember that you told me you have had this experience with the two kinds of education systems, like one that's conventional and one that's unconventional, one that's a little bit more accelerated. But overall, the question goes, what do you think about the education system? Like, I know that probably you're not being taught like how to do all all these crazy projects at school. So I'm just curious about your opinion on what things could be improved 
moved as a whole and the pros and the cons of being in a conventional in, in an unconventional education system. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've noticed as I'm going into higher grades is that it's more grade focused, not um, not more project based focused. And unfortunately, once or twice throughout my previous grades, I've fallen into that grades trap. But I think it's really about the learning and overall thing. And there's no point to study for a test one day and just forget it next week or the next month. And it's really about making these skills stick. And I think another key problem with the education system is it's not designed to take risks. It's not designed to be unconventional, to do unconventional. It's really about um, get a good get a good GPA in high school, go to a good university, be a good family, and do a good job. With um, in terms of society, in terms of work, but. Um, um, it's not really allowing to foster talent that kids have and really putting that to good use to build a better world. So I think that's one really crucial problem and I think that stands out most within the education system. Yeah, I totally get you. Like, we are not being taught how to think outside the box, how to take risks and take the unconventional path. But do you consider we are being taught at least the necessary skills to develop projects like the ones you're doing right now? Um, I think that's a yes and no answer. I mean, um, some foster, um, some fostering like articulation, doing speeches, some project-based learning. But I think this this wouldn't really help in the corporate world. I mean, another crucial problem that we're faced with in education systems today is that um, many pe- many people um, believe that um, the education system needs to be um, based on how the society is growing. So mm-hmm. let's say if a new technology comes out, kids should be learning about that. Totally. And our education is based within 20 years in the past. And if you look at it, not much has changed. Maybe some new discoveries are implemented within history and um, possibly new words and um, actually new perspectives of thinking. but. What we're noticing is that technology is not being implemented within how kids are learning. Like um, most of these jobs are going to be mainly machine learning based, genetic engineering based, all these exponential technologies which will play play a crucial role. Yeah. And um, if kids are not learning about this, how are they going to go 20 years into the future and work on genetic engineering projects when they don't understand the basics of it? I think you've nailed it. This is actually the part that I disagree the most with in terms of the education system. Like, we're being taught, okay, like, what's DNA, what is a cell, what are physics, chemistry, and math. But nobody's telling us, hey, quantum computing, autonomous vehicles, 3D printing, cryptocurrencies, and synthetic biology are only some of the exponential technologies that are completely going to rule in the 21st century. So I'm curious, how, what's the story behind NeuroSolutions and all your other interests, which are pretty uncommon, I believe? How did you discover the technologies in the first place? Did you watch a YouTube video that somebody maybe at school was also curious and taught you about it? Um, was it just following your curiosity till the end of the world? Uh, what's the story? 
Well, um, I've always been interested in medicine, and I thought that um, being a doctor was right for me. And um, and I thought that um, being a doctor would be like the only way to immerse yourself within biotech entirely. Yeah. But after coming into this world of innovation and looking at people all around me who I look up to the most doing these amazing things, I thought that maybe I could do something as well. So it's about that cultivation of self-esteem. And I was able I was able to take that mindset and I was able to put it forward to do good things and build a better world. Awesome. That's actually a very interesting story, which is also kind of similar to mine. And well, getting into your startup, Neurosolutions, what is it actually, the technology that you're developing? How can it have an impact in the healthcare system? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Neurosolutions is actually spelled N-E-E-R-O, the first portion of it. Yeah. And um, as we know, the Greek root neuro, um, N-E-U-R-O means brain. So this is kind of like a second brain in a sense. It's solving a problem and acting like a second brain. And that's mm-hmm. how I kind of came up with the name. Okay. And um, how Neurosolutions works is that it's a smart pill. And that smart pill is swallowed with water. or um, water. And what happens after that is um, um, certain tentacles are opened. And when it comes to on touch-to-touch contact with a cell, in particular, so let's say um, a cancer cell. It'll go through, it'll collect the genetic data there. And what it'll do is it'll run it through some RNA sequencing databases. So I'll run it through a red blood cell um, DNA strand. It doesn't work. So I'm gonna move to a, um, let's say a stomach liner cell. Mm-hmm. I collect this much DNA and I see that it doesn't go well together. And when I compare a cancerous cell to a cancerous cell, the genetic structure basically matches. So I can assume that it's a cancerous cell. All right. So you just mentioned cancerous cells, but I suppose that this can also have other implications and applications, some other things that can be done with this technology as well. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Well, we use the MRI for diagnosis today. It's a non-invasive tool which uses radio frequency waves as well as magnetic waves. And what this can do is that it can um, it can really affect how the diagnosis works, these magnetic waves, because uh, when the magnet is rotating, it's collecting magnetic capability and it's um, inputting that to make low moving water molecules starting start to move rhythmically with the system. And what happens here is that when the magnet stops and when the um, when these water molecules move to their place really quickly, uh, um, the, an image is formed based upon that water molecule movement. And what's really um, detrimental about this is um, the, these magnets can actually be um, actually be in, in um, fluctuating. So one diagnosis, it might do well, and one diagnosis, it might do terribly because of the magnetic waves which are occurring, whether it's in operation theaters or whether it's in the system room in general. Like, you can't expect a positive outcome with the magnet just, just by it being in another room. There might be even metal handles on the door. So that can also have effects. Now, let me see if I understood you well. 
The current systems that are being used rather than the one you invented are not so effective because of the variables in the environment that can come into the equation? Yeah. Okay, sounds fair enough for the technical side. And now moving on into the business side of this. Which have been some of the obstacles that you've faced while being a young entrepreneur and how have you overcome them? Um, one thing is that um, I never, um, never knew really which way to go, what to do, because I've recently dipped my feet into this new world and yes. not knowing what to do can really be a weird thing because it doesn't allow you to work forward. And with the help of some great mentors that I've had, they gave me some awesome advice and they helped me grow forward. And it really, um, it really helped me embrace what I need to do. And it helps me, um, it helps me in working forward on the innovation in general. And I think that's how I overcome, overcame my challenge, talking to other people, reaching out and um, really experiencing how they, they, um, they founded their startup and how they took it forward. Then, Kat, I've heard that you are also very interested in the world of advanced transportation, which would be the most mind-blowing, amazing, innovative idea that you've heard of in this field. And was this something that made you become interested in this? So, um, I actually saw a Goodyear video once and it showed how there was a two-in-one tire and how it enabled for autonomous aerial vehicles to actually take off and drive, drive as well. So I'm like, wow, this is really cool. This is awesome. Yeah. Why don't I, and I felt really passionate about this as well. So I'm like, uh, why don't, why don't I try this out? Why don't I, why don't I uh, try doing something on my own? And now that you've been a little bit of more time into the field, has that been an idea that is still as impressive for you? Um, actually, I think that um, since I'm having two passions, I want to see like which one is more meaningful to me. For sure. And, and definitely exploring in different fields would be really helpful too, because I haven't got the whole spectrum of perspectives yet. Okay, and now I just came up with a question that I wasn't actually planning to touch on, but given that you are working on advanced transportation, nanotechnology, biotechnology, and I suppose that many other exponential technologies, I wonder like what is something that has helped you develop your passion? It's said that a passion is not found but developed. And in this sense, how do you choose between all of these possibilities? How do you narrow down your focus? Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely about exploration of the field. Like um, you need to you need to really understand how this field works and see what makes you most passionate. So for me, that intersection happened between biotech and autonomous aerial vehicles. And I think that coming in the future, I think that make, um, I think like uh, putting more focus into one field, but leaving the other field as a passion can really help because as you dive deeper into the process, um, as, as per being a project, you figure out what 
you figure out how this passion really worked was it influenced by someone else or was it by you and diving deep into both projects can be really um crucial in deciding which one which one is the one for you and i've actually heard from one of my mentors that um seeing your reaction if you had to choose one mm-hmm. did do, would you love it or would you hate it like um um i think that would be really interesting to try out as well seeing which one is most passionate to you and which really resembles you i think that's a very good piece of advice to keep in mind not only think about something you could be interested in in the short term but actually think for about it in the long term would this be something that you'd be willing to do for the rest of your life and so that's something to think about right mm-hmm. all right and turning back to the advanced transportations topic when do you think we will actually see these technologies in our daily lives i think that's one of the reasons why people aren't thinking about these exponential technologies yet because we aren't seeing them close you know the development is still being made but personally when do you consider that for example we will have something like tesla but that it is more accessible in order for more people to have it and use it mm-hmm. Well, um, I think we would see this uh, in sort of like a time frame. I think we would see this within the like, next 20, 30 years. I mean, we haven't even achieved 100% autonomous vehicles on the ground in particular. Yeah. If we're trying to take that into the 33,000 feet in the air, we're going to need a lot of expertise and we're going to need a lot of, a lot of knowledge with uh, autonomous aerial vehicles. and um i think taking in to like different perspectives like um for example the aeronautical industry that we have today some airplanes are autonomous um all you have to do is just switch the um switch and monitor the autopilot which is pretty interesting so i think influencing the technologies that we have and creating into an entirely new one would be really beneficial and we haven't um like i mentioned before we haven't achieved this advanced state of autonomous vehicles yet but we are going to so i think that's one thing to look out into the future Cool. You've actually broadened my mind a lot in this topic because I was only thinking about the individual applications of advanced transportation like autonomous vehicles and so on. I was only thinking about personal uses, but now that I think about it, well, this could be implemented in trucks, in buses, in trains and so on. So it's pretty interesting too and exciting to think about this. Now unfortunately we've come to the end of this episode but that doesn't mean that we don't have any more questions left to ask cuz this is time for personal improvement personal development and the final the last but not least the question is what is something like a mindset a thought or a feeling that when you're down helps you get out of a bad situation Yeah, I think like one key for personal development is um figure out why that happens. Like why are you down? Why why do you wake up in the morning? I think figuring out that answer 
will really help you succeed in life because you know the intention, you know the intention of why why you have a life, why what do you want to do with your life? Like coming facing those life moments where you feel like oh there this needs to be implemented. And I think um as startups grow, I think people should never forget about dreams. So like it's not about how well you do within a certain um quarter or how much money you're making. It's about really those dreams and what drives you forward. Like don't do it for publicity or don't do it just to be on a TED talk talking um a TED talk stage. Do it because you have the passion to do it. And I think um really fi- figuring that out those intentions would really help. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing such an inspiring piece of advice. I'm sure that a lot of people will keep that in mind after listening to this episode. Thank you for sharing your ideas. Thank you for sharing about newer solutions, advanced transportation, personal development and the world, which is what we talk about in the 2045 podcast. I'm sure also that a lot of people will want to get in contact with you, so I'll leave the links to your LinkedIn and personal website in the description below. Please make sure you keep us updated and I hope we see you soon. Mhm, definitely. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Anna. And just as always, thank you for listening to the 2045 podcast, the only podcast in which a Gen Z innovator introduces you to some of the world's brightest and youngest minds who are solving the world's biggest problems using exponential technologies and are absolutely crushing it. Remember that we have weekly episodes. You can find us on Instagram at 2045podcast and on Twitter at 2045podcast as well. If you think you'd be a good fit to the show, you have ideas to share, you have a startup, you have a project, whatever it may be, we are willing to share your story as well. It doesn't matter your age really. It matters what you're doing. If you also know other people who may be interested in being featured in this podcast, please let them know. Hit us a message on our social media links which will also be in the description below. and feel free to share this so more people can know about the amazing future that awaits us